I'm Ashland, the host of Mind Flowers. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're not new, welcome back, boo. Mind Flowers is a combination of my professional certifications, creative interests, and personal musings inspired by my spiritual journey. This podcast exists because I'm on a mission to assist the shift, awakening others as I awaken myself. Thank you so much for sharing some of your energy with me today. From my heart chakra to yours, here are some mind flowers. Hello, welcome or welcome back to the vibe. So excited that you're here. So what am I talking about? This whole psychological safety thing. Don't you worry, we gonna get right into it. (laughs) Psychological safety is the ability to show up and express oneself without fear of negative consequences. When we feel psychologically safe, we have the freedom to collaborate, dream, be wildly creative, share bold ideas, and feel increased compassion. In a world that practically caters to fear-mongering, anxiety, and general unrest, this is an important skill to develop if we want to live at our highest potential. Psychological safety is the tool that keeps us high vibrational and living at our highest capacity. And you know, that's what I'm all about here. I am so excited to unpack this subject. We are going to go over several ways to practice psychological safety. But first, I want to lay that groundwork so we can understand the why. Why are these tools that I'm going to be sharing today so important? I've said in previous episodes that the brain has one job self-preservation so naturally safety is the brain's number one priority according to dr evian gordon safety is the brain's core organizing principle most other functions are subservient to this need so what that means is your brain prioritizes safety strategies before anything else but sometimes The strategies that your brain has for staying safe are outdated and no longer serve you. So it's my intention to give you some tools to begin updating these old strategies. Fun fact, did you know that your brain scans your body four times per second? Four times per second. Oh, man. And it does this to make sure that your body is safe. Isn't that amazing? It's so beautiful how the mind and body are so intertwined in this way. Without the feeling of safety, a person is unable to engage the part of the brain that makes rational decisions. So you can see why, you know, this is an important topic. The brain will go into overdrive or hyperactive fear mode if it scans and detects alarm in the body. So in today's episode, I'm trying to help you reduce cognitive friction as much as possible so we can live a full life and live from a place of joy instead of from the prison of fear. Because that's what an outdated safety strategy will do to you. Instead of keeping you safe, an outdated strategy will keep you locked up. Psychological safety is all about trusting one's own being, feeling grounded and confident enough within oneself to express authentically. It's also about being compassionate and sensitive to oneself. And side note, as a bonus, 
Psychological safety helps with social interactions too because it involves the ability to be able to disagree with others without villainizing them because you're not threatened by differing opinions. Like, wouldn't it be so amazing if everyone on earth had a strong sense of psychological safety? Like, it would be heaven on earth. It's this feeling that no matter what comes your way, the situation is within your capacity to cope. Psychological safety using updated, relevant safety strategies allows us the capacity to cope with anything. With the right strategies in place, we have the resilience, wisdom, and confidence to face whatever comes. And why is this an important quality to develop? Because it helps us stay in the current moment. Without inner peace and a sense of personal safety, we can't really thrive or experience soul joy. And I do have more on this concept of soul joy. I cannot wait to get into that in a future episode, so stay tuned for that. But I want to pivot the conversation and start talking about how we can install a more permanent sense of safety in order to improve and focus on the more exciting and meaningful aspects of life. This is the cheat code. You ready? Okay. Make decisions from the place of your inner child. And what I mean by this is take into consideration the part of you that yearns for love, grace, joy, and compassion. Your inner child is really the one who's running the show, y'all, okay? Childhood experiences from ages zero to seven create the basis for our truth, our reality. So your inner child is the version of you who first learned about worthiness, love, safety. And based on these learnings, your inner child crafted a blueprint of how to survive in the world. Little you developed a strategy for staying safe using whatever methods were at your disposal at the time. They didn't have the capabilities to identify if the strategies they were using actually served them or if they were like insidiously harmful. Our subconscious mind, which is physically manifested as the nervous system, replays the information that it received as a child into our current reality. There's a bunch of adults out here that are using strategies that their inner child came up with to cope through life without ever examining if those strategies are actually helpful. And that's why healing and interacting with our inner child plays such a big role in psychological safety. When we heal our inner child, we're rewiring our brains to create new truths. I have an episode called Sacred Shadow that goes into inner child healing, as well as a workbook with the same name. And, you know, I call myself updating this workbook. I took out some old questions. I wrote in some new ones. There's 38 questions now as opposed to the 32 before. To my loves who have already purchased this, I got you. I automatically sent you the updated version of this workbook. And really, these questions are just designed to help help you dig into your shadow self, your inner child. So questions like, what do all my relationships say about me? Or in what ways do I hand over my power to money? Or which of my past mistakes have been my biggest gifts? Questions along these lines. So if you dig it, you can download it and the link will be in the show notes. So what's involved in approaching life from the lens of our inner child? So in other words, how can we make this practical, okay? You know I need the practicality. The first one that I want to talk about is playful engagement. And that's one of the most powerful ways to disarm fear. Another fun fact, it is impossible 
to be afraid and playful at the same time. Think of a situation which you were scared and also like ready to play. Like it's just not possible. <laughs> when we approach life with playful engagement, meaning we choose curiosity, we let ourselves be wowed instead of scared. We prioritize laughter and fun. This is all playful engagement with life. And I'm sure we've all seen a child at play. They're so absorbed in the current moment. Creativity and imagination runs rampant. When we allow our inner child to have a say in our daily activities, we're essentially calling in our true essence. The more we show our inner child that we trust them, by letting them choose what to engage in during the day, it's easier to create new mental maps of the world that produce better strategies of feeling safe. Playful engagement tells your inner child, hey, I trust your input here. So let your inner child choose the movie that you're about to watch, okay? Let it inspire what you do this weekend. Celebrate your inner child's desires by giving them a say. So similar to playful engagement, we can also approach life from the lens of our inner child by treating everything as one big experiment. Your inner child loves to explore and is very curious. When you experiment with something, it means you're open to observe and learn from what comes instead of creating expectation of what will come. And doing this helps us untangle our sense of worth from the end result. And that's a big one here, guys, okay? Psychological safety comes from knowing your worth and not attaching it to anything else. The safety strategies that your inner child comes up with most often exist because your inner child didn't know your worth. And that's the beautiful thing about experiments, because there's no such thing as failure, only surprise. And in a similar way, when we approach life as an experiment, we reduce that cognitive friction that I mentioned earlier, which is really just the frustration that's caused by a mismatch between the outcome and the expected result. When we experiment, our failures are now our new cheat codes. You feel me? The more cheat codes, the more value you bring to the table. And what a beautiful way to calm that mental battlefield and remind your inner child that your worth is beyond measurement, question, or doubt. Okay? Your worth is beyond measurement, beyond question, and beyond doubt. You can mess up big time and still come out a winner. That's something to celebrate. And that's what the gift of approaching life as one big experiment will do for you. Okay, so another thing we can do is engage in self-protective behaviors. Self-protective behaviors are the personal rules that we put in place so we can navigate the world as our authentic selves. These rules are the updated strategies that our inner child used when you were growing up. So for example, your inner child may have used isolation as a way to protect itself, but as an adult, you can update this strategy by setting a boundary instead. So some other examples of self-protective behaviors are carefully choosing your friends like i can't be friends with just anybody you feel me i can't let you into my inner circle unless you unless you meet some requirements um it also looks like unfollowing the accounts that make you jealous or envious or make you compare yourself to others because that makes you question your worth which you know provides a shaky foundation for your psychological safety we're not trying to do that okay some other things that you can do is you know create time in your week for self-renewing activities Cut off the fuck boy or the fuck girl. (laughs) 
Forgive yourself for making mistakes, right? Choose not to feel ashamed about your mistakes. Those are all self-protective behaviors. And when we make self-protection a priority, we're developing trust in ourselves and healing our inner child by giving them what they really needed back then. And doing this creates that psychological safety that our brains absolutely thrive on. So these are some questions that I like to keep in mind as I practice approaching life as my inner child. As you reflect on these questions, I invite you to make this special, like make it a ceremony, celebrate, eat your favorite childhood snacks, maybe bring out some of your old childhood treasures if you have them, maybe a photo of you as a kid nearby. For me personally, lip smackers was my jam when I was a kid, so I will put on my favorite strawberry flavored lip balm from when I was in the third grade, and then like I'll just to celebrating my inner child but anyway this helps you get in tune with your inner child and embody their essence again as you uncover the answers to these four questions and they are what characteristics does my inner child have that i can lean into right now how would the healed inner child within me approach this situation what support does my inner child need to feel safe with the life i'm living right now And how can I start validating the needs and wants of my inner child today? The answers to these questions invites your inner child to come out and play, and it helps you create that psychological safety that we need. The inner child is the lens through which we see our adult lives and situations, which are responsible for how we see the world and ourselves. Working with your inner child is a deeply restorative practice that creates that psychological safety. So building new narratives and cognitive patterns in this way helps you show up authentically, shining bright. And that is what your soul signed up for when you came here. You feel me? What a sacred, rewarding journey this is. If you'd like to go deeper with this, I invite you to listen to my inner child healing meditation. I will post that episode link in the show notes. And also, if you'd like to connect, come join the Mindflowers Twitter community. Whoop whoop! I will leave a link for that in the show notes. Super fun. We're having the time of our lives in there. Anyway, I hope this was helpful. I hope this got your wheels turning. Can't wait to talk to you again. I look forward to the next episode. And um, until then, have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening, my love. I really do appreciate you sharing some of your time and energy with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, if you dig this vibe, there are a few ways that you can support this podcast. You can rate and review, send an episode to a friend, shout me out on social media, visit my bookstore and or my online shop, or keep me going with a cup of coffee. I appreciate all forms of support. I love you and I life you.